The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. Well, so that was a very anticlimactic, s- smooth, and sophisticated <laughs> pour. Uh, it was silky. It was it was it was a uh, trepidation. Trepidation. <laughs> I poured with trepidation because this is the last wine that we're gonna, I'm going to know that's what's in my glass for the next <laughs> hour and a half or whatever is about to happen to us. That James Joyner is. Yeah, welcome to the winemakers podcast. Welcome to this is the torture I, chamber, and I've never sensed so much um, excitement in one of our podcasts, no matter who has been on. Um, Sorry to all of our esteemed guests. <laughs> yeah, I, we uh, apologize in advance for what's happening. Yeah, anticipation I'm, I'm, is dripping. I, I'm withholding that. Um, yeah, I'm withholding those comments yeah. until the end. It's it's excitement, <laughs> but nervous excitement. So who wants to like explain okay. what the hell we're doing today? Well, the person who should explain it just <laughs> is left now, the room to go is pour now wine. Gone. Um, so our friend and colleague James Joyner uh, decided or wanted to taste all of the novelty wines that are out there in the world. This story came out of the 19 Crimes conversation. Well, then I think it was kind that of, actually a conversation. Well, at least it was a thing. It was a. And then I think it really got it. going when he found the Hello Kitty Pinot Noir for a dollar a bottle online and bought a case. And so then, twelve dollar bought twelve dollar case, thirty dollar right. shipping. Which I didn't even know. Thanks like, for ruining yeah. everyone I know's Christmas. I, 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 <laughs> and how does Sanrio Sorry, get no. around making wine that has a children's? Like, could we do Man. that here? I, right. Well, there's a story behind that. Okay. I can smell this wine from here. Me too. I mean, man. Um, yeah, maybe we ought to let James explain what's going to happen here. All right, and James, we have a, like an archaic setup here, so you actually have to talk like near the microphone. There's you no have to le- I've learned that you have to lean in and essentially lick the foam in order to be heard because we're using technology from the 1800s. That's why I see the mark on this one, but... <laughs> that is that was Sam's old that is microphone. a pure sign of gingivitis um so the idea was to taste through all of the novelty wines originally and then we just it snowballed because there's a lot of novelty wines and then the question in my head was like can a bunch of wine experts taste the difference between a Sanrio Hello Kitty wine and I don't know, a fancy Grenache that maybe they made themselves. So here we are. We've got um, we've got 10, 11, 12, 14, 15 wines, oh boy. Um, many of which are gimmicky or, you know, wines, celebrity endorsed, celebrity made, weird ego wines, science wines for sure. Uh uh, but, for, for shizzle for shizzle but um you're giving things away now uh that was definitely a hint but uh somewhere in the midst of it there are several ringers um including a couple holy shit ringers so what we're going to do is we're going to taste through them they're going to rank the reds and the whites and then at the end uh we're going to give you a power ranking of best to worst and uh we'll see where the chips fall 
And are we going to talk about them amongst ourselves as we go? Or is would that be... Um, I mean, this, this is a radio show, so we should probably I, talk about it. I, also, yeah, and in lieu I, of having um, you know our own expertise, we actually found a real expert. Um, oh, by the we way. Guest, guest, <laughs> guest taster. <laughs> dubious invitation to come taste these wines with us. Uh, Mike Amasoltz, thanks for... Thank you for joining us. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for the well, nice, 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 I'd also like to point out is dressed way better than the rest of us. <laughs> well, she's a professional <laughs> on a daily basis. I mean, is it possible that you're as excited as us? Um, yeah, yes. I'm going to take that as a no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to be here with you guys, but also the dubious part about being the expert in these wines. I'm not sure how I feel about being the right, expert. Right, in right, these right. Wines. That's exactly right. Did you say that she's the expert in shitty wine? <laughs> I think he did. I mean, I've got a lot of friends. <laughs> I mean, we could edit that out. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you, you know, you've been the in other more thing. corporate wine board meetings than anybody else in the room. Yeah, fair that enough. I'll take. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> been in more giant vineyards where nobody knows where the grapes go than anybody in the room. Hey, Agreed. I usually right. know yeah. where my grapes are going. All right, fair enough. I, I mean, but one other thing here is, <laughs> you guys, and, and and I know this from experience. He did say that there's some ringers there's in some here, ringers. and right. so when you when you have your comments, you may want to kind of like not completely let your emotions fly. Oh no, let your emotions fly. <laughs> yeah, I think I think you need to talk through each one as candidly as possible. Because remember, people are listening and they can't watch you grimace. They need to hear you grimace. <laughs> or, you know, hear but you be excited. maybe they'll all be decent, Maybe they'll all be wines. incredible. Let's be honest. At the end of the day, every one of these wines was made with the intention of being something that people drink and enjoy. And be so they're probably right. not going to make you want There's nothing like, there's no, let's say, barnyard funk in the lot. So although that would have been a fun sideways maneuver. Um, to go. There, there's so none much. of this is, you know, no, unsulfated kombucha one. that's fizzing in a bottle. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> this, whole, this whole episode is going to have us <laughs> okay. contracts out on our heads. I don't think it matters. No, I mean, let's get into it. Have you guys, you know, when James walked in, the aromatics out of this, we're off the chart. Yep. Um, now that it sat in my glass and I swirled a couple of times, it doesn't really have any aromatics at all. I um, mean, it was like real, real volatile ath aromatics. Um, well, I, I just noticed how how like thin it is. <laughs> it's very simple. It's but um, when it walked in, the all the aromatics yeah. came off as you were walking in the room because it was. There is a very interesting like middle ground here too, where if you think about some of these are celebrity wines. You got to wonder, and this is something we can talk about after the fact, whether or not the wine actually represents the personality, or at least the public-facing one, of the person who made the wine. This wine isn't bad. No? No. It's simple, vegetal, a little bit. Nice. A little hole in the mid-palate. Yeah. Yeah. But and a little few sharp edges. And it doesn't have any, like, you know, telltale signs of, like, being mega-purpled. Right. There's no like, there's no, it's not like, there's no residual sugar, right. or at least not perceptible right. residual sugar. I, I think it also, um, it has a good dose of some sort of oak product, mm. um, which uh, is adding to it in a positive way, you know, kind of building it up a little bit. Mm. 
You're not taking notes then. I never take notes at fucking tastings. <laughs> well, how are we gonna? I always bring. I, I always bring a notebook. How are we? You gotta take notes so you can rank it. I, I wrote down A and then a dash. Okay. That's, this go. is wine A. Yeah. So it's an A minus. No, just that's the wine that we're drinking. <laughs> it's number A. <laughs> oh my goodness. I rely on my faulty right, memory. So then, Stunning memory. <laughs> so. Go ahead. So I'm just wondering. So now, <laughs> I think we talked about this, but we talked about so many different things. I'm just personally rating this like one through ten, and then at the end we'll just give you a what our favorites were. A through K. A, a through a, K. Right. But I actually think okay. it's interesting. Take a couple notes about the wine itself, for sure, because for sure. then when I we reveal them in a little bit, you can be like, oh, shocking, or oh, that checks out. Right. Totally. Okay. Uh, All right. Should I go to the next wine? Yeah. All right. I mean, in, in, anybody have any more comments about this one? I mean, um, there, there's, we got to, you don't want to spend too much time on it because then you start. Because we have a shit ton of wine to get through? Yeah. Yeah. Um, wait, 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 one second. Just, it, to me, it tastes like a wine that was <clears throat> built no, to. remember which glasses are which? Oh, no. I'm just going to bring new glasses this time around because I wasn't doing that. All right. Bring new glasses and then we'll. You guys all want COVID, right? It's already had mine. <laughs> For the year, thank you. We're we're fifty percent coveted in this room. You've, Bart, you've escaped. I've escaped. Me too. Um, you guys. So as as James is doing stuff, I thought it would be fun to talk about how a lot of these wines are made. And I I know that. So, for example, Dave Finney, how he got started with the Prisoner was he bought a bunch of bulk wine on the market. Didn't like the way that they tasted individually, so basically threw them all together, came up with a cool label ended up selling it for multi-millions of dollars. Um, but you guys get a, what What did you say it was, Bart? Wine well, business I mean, monthly? There, there are brokers. Right. Um, and, and we've always talked about having Glenn, um, uh, Glenn from Ciadion, um to talk about this. Um, and, and they publish, you know, what they have available. Yeah. Um, and it, and then there's a couple different magazine type or a subscription things that you can sign up with where people try to sell bulk wine. Yeah. Um, and that way you're buying directly and not having to. So it's and it's possible for someone who doesn't have um, vineyards or, a, you know, a crush pad or um, all of those things to actually make a wine just from purchased juice. Yes, but right. you have to have a place to land it because it has to be there has to be some sort of you know bonded facility for it to go to. Right. So you have okay. to be in a contract with somebody, and probably in most cases have your license to at least sell wine. Okay, because that right. takes time. Right, that's that's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And also, it's not just contracted bulk wine from the bulk wine market. They also do a lot with just buying like long-term contracts for large vineyards that aren't necessarily the Rossi vineyards of the world. They're more of a nondescript kind of Central Valley or Central Coast or even Valley Floor and Napa or Sonoma vineyard. And they just buy a contract for 25 tons out of X site for 10 years at X dollars. And you know, the groups just show up and get processed. Gotcha. Without necessarily like a final product in mind. Yeah. Right. It's just, Correct. We're going to make this 25 tons into, 
you know, what is that? It would be well, 5,000 cases. The, the other way it happens is that a, a a vineyard owner may not have a full contract for his vineyard or, right. um, or you know, the winery may reject the fruit or, I mean, there's so many different ways. And then they have it made with the intention of selling it in bulk later. And then that would be something that would be available for someone looking for that, this sort of thing. I mean, I you know, we've sold grapes sure. to just the, essentially like the crush facility. Right. And they take it all. Right. And it just goes and it becomes Appalachian, you know, Cabernet or Zinfandel. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are, there are Sonoma vineyard. Valley, you know, Oakville district, whatever. Yeah. Just, there are vineyard management companies that farm vineyards for people and they guarantee them, you know, a certain price. And so if they can sell the grapes um, at a at a profit, then, you know, they they get that to the owner. Um, but they're at least a minimum and maybe the grapes don't get sold. They bring it in. They do custom crush with it and they sell it in bulk. And so, so wine B for wine Brett. B. B for Brett. B, Did you do that on purpose? B, for, <laughs> B for is it low tide? Yeah, that would say that's Brett. Yeah, so either sulfides too. Oh. Dirty cellar here, or maybe some. See, this is when we should be. We should have been having some video on that because <laughs> there is no sulfides too. There is. You no, should write that down. There is no words to describe the face that my comments <laughs> just made. I'm gonna say I just put my nose in the glass. And I don't think I'm gonna taste this one. I, it's gonna be. It's gonna be tough. So you have to put it in your mouth. This yeah. is the rule. I mean, you have to. It's the rule. You gotta get the texture of it too. It's it's rough. It's rough. Like. <laughs> I'm old grapefruits and fish at the same time. Gefilte <laughs> fish, maybe. <laughs> you guys, I haven't. You're making it really hard. A, I'm laughing, and B, my stomach is turning, and I haven't even tasted it yet. It's fantastic. I think that um, we might be using 14 times five wine glasses because I don't think you should put another wine I'm into this. Glass <laughs> this, glass this glass I think what I'm going to actually do is for the, we're going to do one more round of wine glasses. I'm going to pull these off the table okay. and then you're going to close your eyes when I come in and pour and I'll just pour it in front of you okay. rather than uh, me yeah. walking to the other room and back with a tray with wine glasses uh, on it. I promise it's a fucking disaster. Okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, just grab it for back. Okay. Then we don't have to. Switch it out. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But this uh, glass needs to be burned. I mean, this wine is so tight. There's so much tannin. Yeah. It's so tight. It seems like the amount of sulfur that um, appears to be um, showing in it that it will probably age forever and never really show itself. I think <laughs> this was this was made from smoke tainted wine, smoke tainted grapes. Um, that like that finish of it, yeah. where it's like that ashy, yeah. and I think they did a bunch of shit to try and fix it. Uh, but I think that's what that is. Yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't even thinking that this was from California. Well, yeah, and it might not. Well, that's. The, I mean, that's the bread, also, right? You smell, yeah. especially like at the sort of the first hints of of a bready wine, offer the promise of like right. you know this is going to be <laughs> Bocastel or or you know Chateau Reyes or you know I don't know what bready great. Bordeaux and you know well, opus uh, one opus, right I mean there's there's there is because there is such a thing as good bread yeah I mean you know there's people who disagree with that but in you know in its place it, 
And it definitely like belie, you know, says, oh, this is non California. But that was um, integrated bread. Integrated bread. Wait, are we changing the, the format now? What you're bringing us empty? He's going to bring us empty glass because I'm gonna come in and otherwise drop he's going to break something <laughs> or. And we'll, and we'll use a few less glasses. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> depends. <laughs> depends on what ends up in these glasses. Life. Whether we want to use these glasses ever again. Mm. Okay. All right. So now, okay. So now we're brown bagging. Nice color, right? See, this is why I like important in front of us. This shows promise. <laughs> not really sure what that color is. Well, it's, could be a little bit age. Could be. Could be a California reason. Could could be that something has been sitting in James's trunk for five months, like the last time I fresh. tried one of his wines. These were all freshly ordered before I went on tour. <laughs> so if you don't, if you're not hearing that, or don't, so James has been on tour with Modest Mass. They're going all over the country, uh, and he essentially. Well, we lined this up because they're playing uh, as this comes out two nights ago at the Fox in Oakland. So he's home for a couple nights, and we said, "Well, let's let's line this up with the Modest Mass tour, so that we can enjoy these wines all together." The show, not the wine. Uh, <laughs> Lucky us. The, the show, not the wine. But how's the wine? I mean, well, so, aromatically, I think the color speaks to the aromatics also, you know, yeah, time. Yeah. I mean, I think I think I know what this one is um, based on our imperfect blind tasting system that we've <laughs> <laughs> this slapstick together blind tasting system that we have, um, you know, probably was worth more unopened on a shelf. I mean, this oh. wine... Oh. <laughs> okay. Go ahead, Brian. I mean, it's it's transforming itself into a port or sherry. All right. E. E is for elephant, as in elf, white elephant tasting. White elephant tasting. Yeah. I have two oh. guesses about which one this is. It's clean. It's sweet. It's got clearly a few things oh. in it. Oh. It's got is, some acid to it. Is mega is mega purple a variety? Are, are Scooby Doo fruit should, snacks? I mean, at this uh, point, wine additive should be. What's the number? I don't remember anymore what the statistic is, but the number of wine additives legally allowed in the United States seventy three. Wait, there's a there's an actual rule. There there's a legal number. There's a list, and I believe it's seventy three as of this morning when I was editing a video about it. Seventy three. Additives that legal additives, and this probably has a few. This one probably has seventy four. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that said, also it's doesn't have any flaws. It's simple. It's easy to drink. It's a good starter wine for somebody who wants to learn about wine. I mean, faux shizzle. There's definitely was that the, was that a reveal? There's um, <laughs> definitely beyond a perception of sweetness. Right, there's some there's some residual yeah. sugar for sure. For sure, um, it it has you know especially as a beginner wine, it has this sort of like essence of where tannin once was mm -hmm. um, that could help somebody move their way into drinking wine that has actual tannin. Yeah, I mean the you know some of the sugar is probably used to buffer 
the tannin right. and the acid. Spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Right. Right. So, um, but yeah, I mean, again, if this would have been Thanksgiving and that would have come by and you would have poured it in your glass, you wouldn't have really thought about it. Either. Oh, I have relatives that would have drank that whole bottle. Yeah. See, to me, this is like an introduction not to drinking wine, but more to like reasons you should be drinking malt liquor or seltzer because it's not good. Wait a minute. This is where you go. <laughs> oh, I had to stop from doing a spit take on that. Uh, I mean, look, this would be a fine wine to pour to somebody if they were expecting wine but didn't know it. Yeah. No better. At a non wine geek party, it's fine. Yeah. And Even at a wine geek party, if people are not paying attention. These dump these dump buckets are gonna get filled up. Yeah, this is, we we have three on the table. <laughs> Normally we drink a little bit. That's not there's not enough. <laughs> it's um, just not happening. You guys remember, so when you talk about additives like that, do you guys remember when we had Rosalind Reynolds from Emmy Wines? She is a, she works um, with PAX. Yeah, over, she worked at Gallo. And, and she worked, and she just happened to mention like off the cuff that she had worked in the lab at Gallo and that she was working on all these different like flavors um, for wine. And we said, oh, did you ever use them? She's like, no, no, we just, we just worked on them. And we thought that was sort of odd. I mean, that last wine had a very distinct berry flavor would almost make you think berry number was, five yeah right. yeah exactly like berry number five and gallo's wine research program supersedes that of at least american universities because they have the money and they spend they have some of the top chemists in the world when i was at davis they hired away two of the chemistry professors to go work for gallo right because they get to do pure science and they're paid well and yeah i mean so, and that's what, to the u.s university system they're paid well i don't know how much they actually make so but that was our point is like so if you guys are playing around with them there's a reason you're playing around with stuff like that it's not just for fun right I mean, I think that, you know, you play around with things for the sake of playing around with things and then and learning and then but you don't do that without finding a reason to, you know, something to apply. You know, it's the it's like the silly putty of the world. Right. You know, it was it was World War Two and scientists were just making shit. And somebody said, oh, here's this. We did this thing and now we have silly putty. Well, it doesn't do anything for the war effort, but it's cool. Um, I mean, I think that there's probably a lot of that happening, you know, in a lab like that where it's just, you know, make things, see what happens. If it serves the purpose, we'll use it. If it doesn't, there's we'll a lab sell it to Snoop Dogg. San Francisco that claims to, I believe it was DRC, and you can't tell the difference, but there's no grapes in it at all. And that brings up the question of which is better. We've talked about it on the podcast. There's that was like an early there. an early show. Yeah, they re, they would um, basically reverse reverse engineer wines. And the idea was that you didn't even really have to use grapes that right. they could so the question is where are they now i mean that was yeah you know maybe four years ago five, no, was, you know hopefully not for ago. sale well you think about too like think of all those years where we had massive amounts of smoke taint and all those farmers were getting totally screwed because there was nothing you could do with those grapes and if something comes out of gallo that somebody can take buy all those grapes from those farmers who don't have a backup system right. and make something out of it that consumers will consume like all that research is right. worthwhile, whether it's Davis or a private research lab. Like there are things that really need to be studied and figured out so that farmers or winemakers or whoever it is don't have, lose out. Have tools. Yeah. Right. Well, and the other thing is, you know, as we taste through these wines, 
there are wines, very, very inexpensive wines that come out of, you know, Europe and even, you know, Southern Hemisphere who we give them more leniency because they're from Europe, right? Like we'd be more apt to taste a $3 bottle of, you know, Southern French wine than we would a California appellated, you know, um, inexpensive red wine. I mean, part of that is, especially when you're talking about, you know, Cote de Rhone at fourteen dollars, with as opposed to a you know, Chateauneuf de Pop at seventy five dollars, is some of that Chateauneuf de Pop that seventy five dollars ended up in the co op that became Cote de Rhone. Like there's there's lineage to those wines, even if they're inexpensively priced. It's sort of the opposite with that price point in in America and California. They're like these wines show up, and yeah, maybe they're coming out of you know, overflow tanks and, you know, Napa Cabernet from Behringer, but it's still like there is no lineage to it. It just isn't that the business up. model of 90 plus sellers and probably a couple others where they're like, I don't know, doesn't 90 plus exist out here on the West Coast? In New England, they're everywhere where it's like, this wine is a Rutherford cab. We can't tell you any more about it. It's amazing. It's $12. Yeah. And there's only 200 cases available because we bought the extra air quotes. I mean, that's, that's, that's the premise. But in, you know, in France, for instance, the co-op system and and the you know the way it, it actually works is legally there is some tokalon in the in the Rutherford cab or whatever it is you know it, it that sort of equivalent so we do give more leniency to those wines because there's at least the promise that there's more you know that there's actually value there right? speaking of value let's talk about uh, wine F it's in your glass now I'm enjoying this. Pretty pretty light in color. <clears throat> yeah, it almost looks like it has a little bit of age on it. I mean, it's got a little um, it um, looks, rim but, to it. But but it's also sort of like, you know, you look at it like on a, against the white note paper <clears throat> and there isn't like a gradient. You know, you think of like old wine as it would have more gradient towards the edge than the middle. This is sort of like the same. All the same. The same sort of, you know, light brick yeah. kind of color all the way through. It tastes to me like a wine that's been overworked, mm. right? Like over racked, um, really over processed. Tired. Um, tired. It's, you know, tired before. It's probably a young wine and it's just been huh. beat up and tired. It smells like tree coke. But again, too, it might have some of that smoke tanny thing in it because of the super bitter greenish finish, the green tannins, like it gives me. Yeah, I think that that, might that all being that. said, this is I'm ranking this wine higher than everything else we've tried so yeah. far. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm, I think I'm with you, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Hey, Brian, write that comment down. What? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, it, I think we've recorded it, James. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, there's not a lot like going on aromatically with this, though. No, which is another overprocessed, overprocessed, and and you know le leads to the suspicion of something yeah. that had I mean, been we, smoked. I worked with with someone at one point. They used to like to um, uh, sparge. Uh, tanks when processing white wine from one tank to another so racking it and sparge it to you know try to not let the O2 come up in it mm -hmm. and you'd stand on top of the tank and you'd smell all these great aromas and you know what those aromas are never going they're back gone. Nope. they're sparge gone right, out. right sparge as much as you yeah. want and say goodbye to you know that 
That's an interesting color. Yeah, so this is G, right? <laughs> We're on G, yes. That must mean it's going to be good. Nice dark color, right? Very candy aromas. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And some, oh, yeah. Candied and um, uh, volatile. Manufactured. I'm excited about this one. It's not sweet, though. For as sweet as it smells, it's not sweet. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, there's pronounced tan in there, which I'm going to give that as a positive in this lineup. Yeah. Um, and they're not totally, well, they're not totally drying. Of course, as I having a hard time talking now because all the moisture is coming out of my mouth, <laughs> and I'm salivating. It's really weird. Yeah. Silence. It almost it almost tastes like a wine that was built to taste sophisticated. It's they're like here's three weird checkpoints that make it seem sophisticated. Lean in. But also, I don't feel like it's very sophisticated. Well, it's, I mean, it's high alcohol. It's, and it's, it's hard to get past where it is aromatically, which is just so, like, to me, yeah. smells not real. Yeah. It, it smells like, um, barrels that hadn't been topped or barrels that were mm. emptied and left empty without being cleaned. And maybe left with some residual sugar in it. Yeah, yeah. But again, it doesn't taste that sweet. I, I'm sure but, it probably has a little to cover up because those tannins, that's probably what's making it salivate. Right, it's right. the residual sugar that's covering up those tannins right. that doesn't taste sweet because it's Because when, when you add residual, when you add like grape concentrate back to wine to make them sweet, the acid on those, you know, added, it was just extremely high. Right. So it knocks it all out of Which balance. is often needed because a lot of those wines are picked at 30 really high sugars. There's definitely like a weirdness in the mid to back palate, like the top of my mouth. Yeah. And, and I mean, maybe it's just the suspicion on it, but it also like to me seems like something you could do to a smoke damaged wine to well, make it more... It's got a lot of glycerol in it, so maybe they added a little glycerol or something because you—it's very coaty, and you can yeah. see on the glass it's very glycerol-y. Yeah, I—that's bizarre. That's yeah. a weird line. I've never yeah. had Miomi Pinot, but I—it's like <laughs> something tells me that this is what Miomi Pinot tastes like. Every time I taste that, it tastes like Syrah to me. Oh really? <laughs> so you think there's not far I always, off? I always think it's sweet Syrah. Huh. All right, <clears throat> wine H. Has anyone ranked over a, I don't know how you guys are doing your rankings. Has anyone ranked over a five? I'm giving pluses and minuses. Gotcha, okay. I have two pluses <clears throat> and everything else has varying degrees of minuses. Hmm. And the, you do you have price points on all these wines too? Yes. Okay. So for the most part, we can 
tell people how much they cost. A true dump bucket. Not, like, no, not a spit bucket, but a dump bucket, and see if it tastes better than all of them put together. <laughs> the Uber blend. This one's promising. Okay, one inch. Did you? I swapped you. Yeah. Good things. H. Lots of alcohol. Hot. <laughs> like. Like. Uh, like red hot candy. Ooh, I like that. Like it's got it, you know, or like hot pepperminty, cinnamony. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. A lot of like very holiday Christmas spice sort of. That silence brought to you by extremely dry and tannins. Wow. Yeah. And also the hotness of the alcohol mm. with the drying tannins. Like. It's got like a chipotle kind of thing happening to it. <laughs> like a roasted, you know, roasted pepper. Smoky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, and and do you, I, I don't know about you guys. It's all front loaded, right? It's like your front of your gums. Yeah. Uh, front of your tongue, it's all just totally coated, and then in the back, there's just zero. Yep. I know that secondary fruit starting to come out at the end. What secondary fruit? Really? You don't get any of that? No, I'm wondering what is it. Oh, come on. just just figgy brown sticky brown sticky brown figgy sticky. pudding. Yeah, figgy pudding. <laughs> the things that I appreciated about the aromas are blowing off like that fun search for that spice now is just sort of like bitter and weird i mean it is it's really hard to taste these in 2022 knowing sort of like the timeline of red wine into the market into these brands and not just suspect that there's lots of fruit that went in here that had smoke damage that needed to be doctored how did uh, we keep talking about smoke damage? Is there a possibility that we're drinking a lot of wines yeah, out there that, that sure. are out on the? And some of them they have that I have had, they haven't even cleaned them up. They've just left them smoky. They haven't been smoky to like the ashtray nastiness, but they've been like clearly smoke tainted, fiery, and they're selling them at twenty bucks a bottle and. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, masking it with things, you know, like oak, um, oak tannin, oak powder, oak powder. We had a um, we had a couple that was here this weekend tasting, and they missed the Mike the Baker pop up because they went to a natural wine thing, some natural wine event, and a guy that's there, on them, and a guy there was selling. It was a smoked white Zinfandel. Oh, that's right. Like it was just was up front about it. Yeah, this is this is smoked tiny wine. We made a white Zinfandel. Well, with natural wine, wouldn't you have to embrace the smoke as like part of the terroir in the year? And like, that's how it is. Be like, Ooh. sorry, this year my wine tastes like barnyard funk, kombucha and cigarette. About it's, it's great. But don't worry. Unfiltered organics. American spirits right. for sure. American spirits. <laughs> well, the organic ones. They're like the black, the black pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think that. <laughs> mm. 
Everybody's okay. Everybody's okay. No one's dying. I mean, we're all slowly dying of having tasted some of these, but. Wow. All right. Wine I. Wine I. Berry, vanilla. Um, I mean, almost like a Chambord. This almost smells exactly like Chambord. It's um, very austere on the palate. When it's sort of like, this is, uh, this is, it just sort of smells like it's supposed to be wine, right? It's like, oh, that's wine, but there's nothing like particularly notable other than it's just like, and it. So like plasticky wine, it's like plastic. You're like, yeah. You know, like if there was a wine, remember those markers that we all used and gave us cancer when we were kids that like had different fruit smells and stuff. There was like a wine version. Maybe we should make adult versions. Maybe that's a bad idea. But uh, if there was like a wine version of that. Ooh, wine tasting note sniffable marker set sounds kind of intriguing. It's like an orange pith, like some sort of bittery drying. Thing. Lingering thing at the end. Yeah. yeah. Lingering it's, bitter dryness. Yeah. <laughs> that's not going away until the next taste. It doesn't. It does, definitely doesn't yeah. feel good on your tongue. It's got that ashy thing. It totally ashy thing. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Sorry about that. No, <laughs> that's the perfect description, <laughs> physical description of the sensation. <laughs> the thing is, I'm I can't wait for the white wines. The thing I'm surprised <laughs> about all of these is there's not that many that are like super sweet. There's less sweet wine in right. this than I would be expecting for right. this for this category. Category. But to me, they most of them smell sweet though. That's from the wood. Yeah, wood and or wood, oak. wood, wood Tree and woods, wood and um and maybe some you know rough fermentations. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. All right. Do you think that in the making of some of these like mass produced like celebrity wines that there's they're made not necessarily by like winemaking, but more by focus group? They're like, OK, people like a sweet smell, but a dry taste. OK, how do we like they're reverse engineered to fit a profile rather than brought around? I don't know. Or do I mean, from what you're told in in the the ads for some of them, it's based on the what that particular celebrity likes. But I don't know. How real that is? How real? <laughs> Where do you think that comes from? That comes from the marketing department. Right? Yeah. You know, and, and you know, every marketing department's got a new idea and something, how they're going to take it. And it was like that post of, did you see that post of the two Quote of Bois um, labels? No. So it was, quote, it was what's different about these two? It was Quote of Bois Chardonnay 2019 California Appalachian. And one of them was Constellation label, and then Gala came in, and they must have bottled more, and it was a new label for the under the Gala ownership. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's just, just they just found more in a right? tank somewhere. Funny. Well, or they knew that it. You know, big wineries may not bottle everything at the same time, right? No, they bottle it over over over. Time, yeah. Depending on what product it is and how the product's selling, and they might switch it to another product, right. like blend it slightly different. Right. There's also. It, um, I've definitely seen it happen with some of the larger wine conglomerates that I've previously worked with, where you'll have the same wine under different labels. 
for sure. Slightly blended differently. <clears throat> James, total side note, does Cave Vintners now, like, did they sell out of that, that Syrah that was the number five wine in the world? Uh, are you talking about the Boy Grenache? The, or the, is that what it, I thought it was a Syrah. <clears throat> well, what list? Yeah, top, we were on a uh, bunch of different lists in the past couple months, in the past month. Top 100 wines in the world. Oh, the Spectator? The Spectator. I thought, I thought, uh, oh, you didn't see that? I saw that, right. I think. All of us will look it up as we're enjoying this. Uh... I mean, this wine is kind of thin and watered down. Very vegetal. Like very vegetal, very tannic. Top 100 list. Mm. Um, our substance CS Cabernet. Hmm. And then the boy was one of Suckling's top. The oh. boy Grenache. It's our 99 point wine from Suckling. That was okay. long gone. Okay. Yeah. That sold Ooh. out when we got the 99 point score. Okay. So an actual, an example of someone who actually got a high score and then sold out of the wine. Is that <laughs> not of, the norm? Instead of didn't have the wine anymore oh, or right, right, right. just got a lot of... Um, attention but not a lot of sales i mean we have the the great privilege of a lot of our k wines get really high scores consistently year after year and thus sell pretty consistently to club and allocation and and fine wine shops in advance because people know that they're going to get great scores and that they're great wines man i liked the nose on this but um didn't really enjoy the wine on my palate nose had promise it was so vegetal in the nose that I just couldn't like that green bell pepper thing that I just it takes me back to my childhood of low alcohol Napa cabs that were very very vegetal that I started learning how to make wine on (laughs) or drink wine on not make wine and I'm not a fan still yeah I mean there's a fine line between um bell pepper and green bell pepper right and it's green bell pepper it's kind of like you know vegetiveness and herbalness yeah i don't mind herbalness i I don't like the vegetiveness you like it yeah you like this wine Mm. Brian? yeah i'm chewing through it though (laughs) (laughs) it's at least sticking with me (laughs) sam you've been very quiet Uh, i mean i think it is a uh, well-made wine with a ripeness issue as opposed to something that was you know well, pieced together from the bulk market or something okay but what do you mean by that i mean it's green right so you mean a ripeness like not ripe enough right right and so not necessarily or just, or just you know somebody else's definition of ripe right but i mean um like not necessarily um, as you said, a, a, a problem that it, it like, right. like maybe it's just a fact of where it was grown or yeah. When, it, where it was grown, when, and it, was when grown it was picked. Yeah. What the, what you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Also, I've as, had some good wines off the bulk market. I don't totally want to knock the right. bulk market. The bulk market's not the issue. It's usually what, what done once you get it in and make yeah. things out of it or, right. what I, hap- or why it's on the bulk market. Right. too. Right. I mean, it, it's, if, if you ever get the experience and you've done this is, or, you know, call your broker and say, send me all the 2022 Napa cab you have or, or California cab you have. Yep. And just to be able to taste them and smell them and stuff. Um, it's fascinating to, you know, and try to figure out what's wrong with them. 
not wrong with them, why they're on the bulk market. Right. Yeah. Why they're not, why they didn't make predestined program. Right. That was actually fun when I got to make wines for the girl in the fig when you would just request samples of all the, and then playing around with them and try and build a wine. It was, that was fucking shit. That was a lot of fun. That's what all those movie, like all the vanity wines, that's what they're doing is they're getting all those samples and they're yeah. like, here, make a cab and they make the cab and then the right. team goes and makes that cab and yeah, yeah. they'll tweak it afterwards. But that's, well, then Maya, it's fun. That's why you sit in on some of that stuff. Do you find it? So, so my take on it when I'm doing blending is I don't like there to be a lot of people because then there's, there's too many opinions. I like when there's like two people, but and then I, what I had done in the past is I would make the blend that I really liked. And then I would make two blends that were kind of shitty. And then I would present those to my bosses. <laughs> That's say, how I present photo like? spreads to people. I'll be like, here's a great photo and two right. subpar ones. Pick right. your favorite. Yeah, totally. And then half the time I'm, they're still wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> but don't you find when you get in a room with too many people that it just becomes a little crazy? Well, and yeah, I, I mean, go ahead. No, you guys go, I'll sum You'll it up at the end. <laughs> I mean, I think it has a lot to do with what you're doing it for. Like, you, you know, are, are you doing it as a vanity wine or are you working a large winery and this is a large production um, process or is it uh, individual um, and an and individual wine that's in, how important it is to the program. And yeah, I think that that what are, what are we listening to? I'm trying to, uh, I sold my car this morning. So I listed it on what was a Craigslist yesterday and people won't stop calling me. People want your car. Um, Bye, you know, you're not supposed to put your phone number on Craigslist ads, right? You just use the email. Hey, I sold the car this morning. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope you took an out-of-state starter cash, check. cash, biznatch. <laughs> on that note, I'd like to remind you that you owe me $300. <laughs> in cash. Uh, th that I don't think these wines are necessarily made in, with a focus group. I think it's exactly as my comment said is, you know, you get, you know, hey, we want to make a Cabernet. Or Bordeaux blend or a Rhone blend and like, you know, somebody calls up some brokers, you know, bulk wine brokers that they work with and they send a bunch of samples and, you know, a consultant and a celebrity and an assistant and, you know, maybe a, you know, turtle and E and whatever in the entourage sit down and they make some blends and then they send it off and the winery goes, well, that's not going to work. And then they make the actual blend and that's and, and that's what comes out. I, I don't think I don't know. I mean, I've. You don't hear about wine. What am I? Oh. Or or it's, Focus or it's right? purely like <laughs> you know. Like here, one. Here's five samples. <laughs> you know, here's five right. samples. Pick your favorite. Right. You know, I mean, if the person that's putting his name on the label really wants to be the man person calling it, I doubt they're spending you know three weeks going over blends and revisiting them and taking them home and tasting them with food and all the things that a lot of people you know go into it. Um, I think a lot of times they're just handed five samples yeah. and said, pick your favorite. Yeah. And I, and I think, and I think the focus groups happen over the packaging, the branding. Right. 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 For sure. I, 
I mean, for me, when we're blending, there's different ways to look at it. Like when you have the initial piece and you have 180 barrel samples and you're tasting each one, it's always really good to have multiple opinions on those looking for flaws because everybody's palate is different. And women in particular have like, are better at tasting certain flaws. Like they find TCA tainted wines better. I have a friend who's a winemaker who, if there's a question, she can tell you almost better than a lab sample. And then, you know, you want public opinion when you're making your final blend. But then there's a place in the middle where the winemaker and the assistant winemaker really have to sit down and just focus and get their wines together and figure out what they want. Does it match the profile of the years before? And then you go back out to the bigger group and you're like, okay, now we're fine down. What's better? What do you like? What don't you like? And then the winemaker and whoever goes and sits back and finishes and makes the final blend. I think that works really well regardless of the size. Right. I mean, it's also a, a, a matter of availability. Like, you know, yeah. we need 50,000 cases, you know, and, and, and so then therefore you have right. to have enough gallons Find to the do that. that, make that and work. we need it to be at, you know, $12 a bottle on the shelf. Right. Um, so there's that part of it also. All right. <clears throat> so we're on our last red. Yeah. This is K. And what I think we should do, we're going to taste this one, give some notes. And then we're going to do a reveal on the reds, give our palates time to recover. And we'll do the much smaller amount of whites. Everybody good with that? Mm-hmm. This is the most perfumey, florally one that we have had. It is extremely perfumey. Um, taste. Kerosene? Yeah. Taste. Uh, Rubbery. S- rub- smoke. Right. Yeah, maybe. Rubber, rubber is rubber is a you know. Brett. Uh, is there a way of hiding? I mean, because I, I usually pick up Brett on the nose, and I don't pick it up on this. But is there some like <clears throat> perfumey way of hiding Brett on the nose? Perfumey slash metallicy. Yeah. Yeah, very metallic. I mean that. Man, I'm so worried that. Well, I know there's. I mean, I I, I peaked, and uh, so I know that I've probably slammed my own wine somewhere in this list. Mm-hmm. Just a matter of like perception. There's one that I said wasn't good. I'm pretty sure because I came around on it, and I actually have a plus next to it. So this is not good. <laughs> plus question mark circle. Okay, so everyone's got their notes on this one. Let's dump it out, and um, we're gonna Oof. start. I'm gonna open the door here, and we're gonna do a reveal. So, yeah, so wait, so we rank rank first. are we yeah. going to rank them? Yeah. I, I don't know if I can rank these. <laughs> it's too, it's, it's, I got my tops. Let's get a top three. Let's get a top five. How about a top two? How about top three? Let's compromise. Okay, top three. Top three. Cause I, <laughs> I think I only have three. <laughs> okay. Top. So hold on. So, um, do it. Ryan. Da, na, 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 da, na. <laughs> Maya, Sam, Bart. I'm not gonna rank. I know what <clears throat> okay, so let's start. What are we doing? Top five? No, no, top three. We do top, top three. three. Okay. Um, so we'll start with three. So Sam, your third favorite. Third favorite. Okay. Quote: This is not good. I, I D. Mean D. My third favorite. <laughs> Wait. Okay. <laughs> I, I I was also D. For third favorite. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Uh, second is E, faux chisel. Oh, wow. My note for E was black, and I drew a picture of a man vomiting. <laughs> Uh, and, and this could just be a matter of what the, doing this tasting did to our palates, but the one that I would, of all this, want another taste of right away was A. Huh. A. Okay. But, and it could, it, you know, it could just be a factor of like, you know, A, we had. So Sam is trusted friend and trusted nope. friend and colleague James Joyner put the pouring list together. So it. I think it may have been a situation where the first wine was going to be the best no matter what because of what the rest of them were going to do to your palate. Not a chance. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I like that you think there was that there was an order to this. I did a random order. No, no, order. what I'm saying is it, because it was so random, like if somebody had, oh, I see you're had gone through and like tasted them all beforehand and put them in an order that would have been from like least offensive to your palate to most offensive to your palate, that you would have been able to see them in that progression better yeah. as opposed to like if you in the first two or three wines have something that just is like fucks everything up kind you, of makes you mean b <laughs> wine b <laughs> uh h a e so h is your third a is your one or your two and e is your one or other way around h for the first one okay is your and favorite h is your favorite yeah okay, okay. A is your second. Yeah. And E was your third. Yeah. Oh shizzle. Brian, your 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 third. Okay, so my third is J. J. Was that whoa? My second is F. And my first is H. I didn't even write J down. (laughs) (laughs) Zero notes on J. And Bart, where are you at? Um I was D was my third, A was my second, and K was my first. So I think for A, for number one, I think the number one ranked wine for the average is H. So it has two firsts. Yep. So H is one. Number two ooh, is A. And number three is D. So should I reveal those last, or should we start with those? Uh, last. Yeah, do them last. Do them last. Make okay. us wait. Anticipation. So D, I, I anticipate Brian not singing. D, A, and H. <laughs> what commercial was that? It was like Heinz ketchup or something, right? Yeah. All right, so we know we know that there was a sixteen six hundred wine in here. Is that what? Is yeah. that what's happening? For sure. Now okay. I realized. That um, James Joyner may have grabbed a bottle of Autotet from the display shelf and opened it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> okay, so these are the non-winners. But do you know which one was which? I do. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, I see a Lassiter. I see a Death For the Lassiter, you know. House of Dragon. Is that um, yeah. Game of uh, Thrones? Game of Thrones wine? Yeah. So oh, shit. Okay, you're going to need a microphone. This, yep. We don't have lasers. Okay. So let's start. <laughs> it's exploded. I'm going to start with J. What are our notes for J? Uh, Brian likes it. Well made with ripeness issues, not ripe enough. Wait, that was what you said? That's, that's, what, I, uh, that's what everybody was saying. I was just taking everybody's notes. Oh. And that would be a winemaker's 
Pod, Leterre so Cabernet Sauvignon. It's J is what you're saying. That's yes. right. J. You, you, you know, the thing about this is I have one of these bottles, as we all do. Mine didn't have a label on the back, so I've never known what it was. Oh, I, really? I guess I always figured maybe it wasn't even real wine. It I was don't just, think it says what it is. No, right? it, says it just says, does. That bottle does. It says Cabernet Sauvignon. Oh. Imported, imported and bottled by Leterre Cellars, Acampo, California. American Cabernet Sauvignon. As the if it's imported, how can it be imported and bottled? But American Cabernet Sauvignon is the appellation. Well, that could mean that it has. <laughs> so maybe it was made in Japan, right? I mean, it's so it could be have Texas and Washington, and it could have all it's sorts just, of stuff just, in it. And you know, and this was again, this was the bottle that early on Ed had these wines made for us. They're etched. He had the bottles made, right? And then filled by Leterre. And who knows if they have shiners that they send off to be etched. Although etching filled bottles is way harder than etching empty bottles. So, and more uh, dangerous for the machinery. I would think so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So next, uh, let's talk about uh, wine C. What did everybody say about wine C? Um, that it was older. It almost tasted like an older Zinfandel. It had fig and raisin flavors. The tannins had fallen out. It was uh, 2003 Alexander Valley Alexander Valley red wine blend from Lasseter with the Cars characters. In yeah, the so this was um, in the when the Lassiters uh, first got into making wine, they were in a home winemaking group, and John always wanted to have wines made to put the labels on to give away. They, none of these wines were ever sold; they were all given away. Um, and they had their first professional wines they made were from a vineyard up in Alexander Valley. Um, it was essentially, you know, home winemaking. Um, and that would have been what this was from because I figured this was always what a kind giveaway, of which do you is, think it was? so this was Alexander Valley, uh, it was Merlot based uh -huh. It had some Cab Franc, some Cabernet and some Malbec in it. Interesting. And, and, it, and it was essentially a homemade wine, um, that they like were making John Nancy made this wine jo well and their, group, in their wine, their wine making group you know they had someone who worked in the house also this is probably way too much information that <laughs> that ran kind of the winery project before mm -hmm. Julie and I started there okay. um, and 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 then there were some of these wines with the from the movies that like Stone Street made one the Benzigers made the first right, few right right um, and they weren't made for them they were like wines that were you know relabeled for the movie or whatever. For the movie. Imagine so. everybody who worked on the set of, or, you know, the crew of cars got a got bottle, a bottle of this or yeah. a case and, of and, and, yeah. I mean, they did significant amounts right. of these wines. Yeah, I mean, you know, watch the credits roll on one of those movies. Right. There's a shit ton of names, right? <laughs> so, so, so the point is, is that I think considering the wine's age and, um, you know, its history, it's held up pretty good. You know, Alexander Valley's hot. Hot. Yeah, 2003. Hot year. Age, 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 age. Yeah. So. so moving along to wine I, what did we say about that? N not good. Ash wine is what I have written down. Yeah. What's okay. wrong with this I'm wine? So, I'm so happy. Well, it, it has ingredients on like the back. Shambord. So we have this organic awesome. grapes, sulfites, and cream of tartar. Um, it is vegan. It notes. It is free from added sugar, artificial colors, and concentrates. And uh, light to medium body with hints of cherry and the perfect touch of spice, according to Cameron Diaz's Avaline red wine. Label. Uh, so I, one of my like, I was I was so confused when you poured this because I was definitely like looking at 
you know, you're pouring out a paper bag. I was cheating. I was looking at the so, neck. And you're like, why is it clear? And it's like, it was a clear bottle, screw top wine. And what, what's Red the variety? The only Stelvin in the group. 14.3. But Bar, 14.3% vegan one? alcohol. It, it is red. Red wine. Red wine. Okay. Something about Mary. Yeah, um, I would. Um, it, it's Wait. interesting. So it was bottled by Aveline Wines, Ukiah, California, which only means that they, you know, had it. And again, imported and bottled by. That's interesting. Well, and this is, I mean, this is all being made around here. I, I don't know where the grape juice is being made, but. CCOF, certified organic by CCOF. Now that's interesting. I, I mean, organic grapes, sulfides, cream of tartar. I don't know. I, I'm surprised that it says certified organic I mean, by CCOF. No, I mean, it's. Pay your money. Yeah. And it's not organic. Yeah. This is the this is the the queen of the clean wine. They brand. can't say they can't they can they're not supposed to say clean wine anymore, are they? Uh, the uh, yeah. No, I know. But I'm just saying. And what but is this the, is the one that like for? yeah kicked it off? Why why would they put cream of tartar in it? Uh, to deacidify it. It's good with oysters. Uh, okay, so if it's too acidic, it would kind of uh, rounds it a little bit. Okay. And. And, and is that signed by Cameron should, Diaz? Who's someone that should uh, Cameron Diaz by, and Catherine on the very on, down on low, or are you talking about up top? The gold was James. That's Joyner. me. Oh. I just I just relettered him a couple <laughs> of times, so I got confused. Uh, because they were numbered, and then okay. okay so, so we're gonna go to wine B now. <laughs> My notes for this are low tide smell and ew. Uh, Brett sulfides smoke tank question mark. <clears throat> Al Marciano by Alfredo Maestro, 2019. So is this from, I put Jose, down shitty Grenache from Jose France. Jose Pastor blend selections. <laughs> uh, from Spain, shitty Grenache from Spain by Alfredo Maestro. I actually used to buy this for the girl in the fig. Did you? Yeah. I um, have no idea where this wine came from. I found it in my collection. I just like the labels. The labels are yeah. awesome. The label is uh, an alien and then another alien is like the ox that's pulling the plow and i'm afraid i'm assuming then, that's alfredo maestro alfredo maestro is like the overseer yeah. in this um weird alien are we implying <laughs> that he has alien slaves slave <laughs> yes. well they don't look yeah. very happy or no. i mean i don't know how you tell an alien is well fed or not i do believe this like would be under the auspices eyes. of natural wine too i'm pretty sure because i vague i'm pretty sure i got this at the pheasant on cape cod which only sells natural wines well that doesn't yeah so moving wine. on to K, um, I have, so we have extreme perfume, rubber, smoke, breath. Oof. I wrote down oof. Okay. Three this would O's be the F. 2021 House of the Dragon Pinot Noir from Oregon. Yeah. This is a Pinot Noir? Allegedly. From Oregon. Oh, this this is a uh, this is a, a Game of Thrones. Now, I would say if HBO, any of these wines HBO were to intentionally the have smoke taint, the House of the Dragons wine should. Twenty twenty one though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Well, that explains why it's metallic. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also yeah, it's the iron from the sword that they put in the tank. Right. Seductive aromas and flavors of black, bright black and red cherries with a light touch of vanilla. It finishes with a soft kiss of French bullshit. I mean, oak. Okay, so now we're moving on to wine G, which is appropriate. Ain't nothing but a G thing. Smells not real. 
Lots of tannins. What else do we have? Fruit roll-up. Candied and manufactured. Yeah. Death Row Records limited edition red wine. Wait, was so, this the one that was supposed to come signed? It was, and it came with a sticker of his signature. <laughs> <That's awesome. Aww. laughs> this is what happens when you order wine drunk off Instagram. I probably read it wrong. Uh, is it also non-vintage? Non-vintage. Well, it is a, limited edition, is so a, it doesn't need a, a vintage. QR code on the back. The biggest thing on the back is the QR code. Mm-hmm. Experience Death Row Wines. Someone should shoot that. Oh, I actually, I've actually been to it, and I, I got about 90% of the way of joining the club. And then realize that well, they I had to buy six bottles to get this. So if you would like some, I got you. I wanted you to buy six of these. I just wanted access to more beach. Are you twenty one? Okay. Oh, four oh four page not found. The page Checks you requested out. does not exist. Continue shopping. Don't worry about it. Is what that means. All right, moving on to letter E. E. I have de black. What do you guys have? Faux shizzle plus. <laughs> I wrote that I thought it was nineteen crimes. You are correct. It is 19 Crimes, Cali Red by our friend Snoop Dogg, 2020. Uh, Maya wins today's dubious nice. distinction. Okay. Checked it out. So now we're Call. on to F. What do we have for F? I have Smoky Pinot. I got plum, red fruit, uh, ripeness, tannins, a little animal. Maya? Uh, which one? F. F. Uh, F. Fake fruits. Plastic. Sour. Bitter. Bitter was my biggest memory of this one. Okay. I have one-dimensional brick color failing smoke tank. Oh, this is the one that was like kind of brick all the way through. 2016 Hello Kitty Cabernet Sauvignon. Yes. Wow, that's... that was Cabernet. 2000 what? 16. Hello Kitty. And so, so what is? Sixteen was like the biggest vintage we've ever had in California, right? I thought it was eighteen, but maybe. I think it was eighteen. Okay, so it was the biggest we had a whole number lot. three with letter D. Number three, what? Everyone's number three, the number three wine. What do we have for letter D? This is not this good. Is our third. This best. is not good. Plus is what I wrote. Okay. Tanky. So, uh, D, jammy oak chips, dry, unpleasant. And yet, this is our third best. But, but that was third, third best wine. But, Brian? But that was my third I best. I had raspberry chocolate sweet made for non-wine drinker. May I present to you the Gnarly Head Grateful Dead Cabernet Sauvignon oh, no. 2020. Oh, no. The Pride of Lodi. 2020. The Pride of Lodi. All right. So now we're moving to our second best wine, letter A. What do we have for A, everyone? Fake cherry, thin, watered down, medium short finish, medium bodied, mineral, some fruit, light color, simple, clean, green. So I think this is a case where the wine actually speaks to the celebrity. This would be Dave Matthews, Dreaming Tree. Uh, <laughs> this wine tasted like the guitar crush, strings. Being... <laughs> 2018. This tastes like wearing a stained white baseball cap with a Greek letter on it and buying a two gram eighth for seventy five dollars. <laughs> Wait, which one was H? How did I miss H? Wait, I don't. Maybe we're not there H yet. H is on its way. H is our number yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Number one. Sorry. The big reveal. No one but Sam failed. Uh-huh. Audit 2018 Oakville Ranch Grenache. Yes. The I only s- one who failed was Sam. I still have my job. <laughs> Sam, let's hear your notes <laughs> for H. Red hot. Red hot. Okay. Anyone else? 
pot, cloves, alcohol. This is where I got my brown and sticky from. I was um, cinnamon spice was very front loaded, slightly bitter. Sorry, Fleet. I'm just really excited that this one won because if it didn't, I was going to mock all of you incessantly forever. <laughs> I mean, mm. I shut up for the Grateful Dead for making the top three. Though. I just swallowed wine for the first time today. <laughs> Let the record indicate that it is 12. You hadn't started shaking yet, so it's good. Um, I would also like to make a note that these Audu Tet 2018 Oakville Wrench is available for sale at winery1600.com. Get your actually, allocation today. Actually, I don't think it's on the website. Wait, and um, <laughs> did you really get that Hello Kitty wine for a buck? Uh, I was actually told that it was a dollar a bottle, but it somehow wound up being more like $10 a bottle when okay. I paid for it, which was a little bit of a bummer. Still, I have century. 11 more bottles, <laughs> if anybody would like some, uh, for all your Molotov cocktail making needs. Put fourteen five on the label for the Audi Tet. Oh, this is from uh, the Hello Kitty's from Marjoram Wine Company. Oh, so and, Doug and made that wine. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, d yeah, they. That's how. That's yeah, that was how I made my first rosé was fruit from Marjoram. So we are now going to move into white wines. Are we do ready? We, There's we only a few. Yeah. Wait. Everyone, cleanse. Shake it off like Taylor Swift. It's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> I'm gonna bring fresh glasses. I don't bother. No. <laughs> it's one thing we've learned. Wait, yes or no? I'm fine. I I rinsed with white. You if anyone wants a white, white rinse, you can have a white rinse. A little clean things up a little. 2019 <laughs> Simon's Vineyard Marsan. I might actually just use that glass. That was that was um that was brutal. I don't know if anybody else felt that way. Well, yeah, that was but, brutal. Yeah. What was weird to me it's is a that a lot of acid. It's a lot of yeah. acid, a lot of tannin, and, and uh, you know, not real versions of those things. I'm not really sure what was going on with that. Okay. All right. Starting with whites, and we have hey. four four whites. Is that what's going Five, on? Five, I think, maybe. Five. Oh, geez. Oh, shit. <laughs> Remember, pain is weakness leaving the body. <laughs> Mom, I made rosé. Wait, how are these letter Oof. numbered? Okay. Okay. Oof. Uh, don't dump into that one anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'll dump it again. There's there's the um, there's more dumps over Did there. Did anyone else have breakfast? No, nope. not God. not in any way that is substantial <laughs> enough to deal with this situation. I ate a persimmon as I walked in. <laughs> more, <laughs> acid. More, acid. more acid and more tannin. <laughs> All right, now focus. I, really I love right. I, right away. I like I'm excited about this one. I want to say it's a gold medal winner. Not telling you where. I like the shine oh. on it. I mean, ooh. If, if if you're studying for your um your your certification, you should be able to nail this one, right? Funky Cole Medina. I knew I was gonna like this half of the test. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say this is not terrible. No, 
I like this. Mm. Not, <laughs> I think I just had a bottle. It's not very of this. good, though. It's sweet. It's tart. It's definitely so now blanc. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's got this Marlboro. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to think <laughs> who's like a celebrity. Bitter who's, jalapeno pepper. Absolutely. Finish. Yeah. Oh, is there a celebrity that makes uh, Sauvignon Blanc from? Um... I'm pretty sure it has Sauvignon in there, too. Yes. Yeah, so so yeah. How much is fair? Like, is RP going to smell after this? Because I love food that does stuff to your body. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we're all gonna smell after this. All of us, all of our everything is gonna smell after mm. this tasting. Time for mm. cleanse. Yeah. So good. We're gonna need. We're gonna need like lemon juice and cayenne pepper for a week. This whole thing is just <laughs> taking a turn for the better. <laughs> oh, Brian. <laughs> right. I don't know. You're right. It is. It has made a turn for the better. Right. There's flavor now. There is flavor, and that is what <laughs> something to be said about kind of funky, weird wines. The white ones tend to be more flavorful, yeah, because you have more things like Sauvignon Muscat or Semillon or mm. Muscat to give it aromatic to pieces to do that. Yeah, I mean, okay, if everyone can't guess what oh, this is, you're so fired. Um, at least oh, wow. the varietal. Well, the style, not the varietal. It's pink. Oh, it's Wait. pink. That was way too much wine poured for. <laughs> no. Well, it's hard not to spill it because I'm trying to pour it out of. Imagine holding a just, bottle. Just holding a forty. I would rather you spilled this than having to have this much in my glass. But look at that color. I know it's like watermelon Jolly Rancher color. Thank you. Wait a minute. <laughs> this no, smells like the last wine still. <laughs> Which, serious which isn't it does. Mm. Yeah, the color it's got a little more um, um um rieslingy uh aroma yeah, a little more a little more like well, that's, de that's, diesel gasoline yeah. yeah a little more costco costco riesling mm. oh yeah you're right there was a overlaying there was a there was a laying over of the uh yeah. and and for sure oh. having made and seen rosé from a lot of different colors of wine of like you know different grapes it would be really hard to make a wine that's this color you think so it's just like it's not a natural color it's not <laughs> a little bit of syrah a little bit of grenache come on that's mm, not fair man a little bit of red number it's four it's very very lemony have you guys tasted like, it yet super lemony yeah oh. it's like <laughs> It, it literally, it looks like there's blood in your pee and it tastes like grenadine. It does not taste like grenadine. <laughs> I like this. Another one I like. <laughs> 16600 is hiring a new song. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, just goes to show that you can call anybody a wine expert. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be tough. This is going to be the tough one for me. How to rank these wines. <laughs> this, this tastes like how you'd feel after drinking a bottle of this which is just so dehydrated <laughs> and hungover like the sugar is just gonna like but imagine this in a mason jar with crushed ice and some raspberries and a lemon wheel in it oh fuck. 
And and a shot of tequila on yeah, top. Yeah, sparkling water. So and good. Now, I would go like I would go like maybe like float a little Grand Marnier or something Cointreau on top, and basically just like make it sort of a lean into its. Yeah, I mean you have cocktail. a good base going on. You know, there. throw a throw a little paper umbrella in it. It's definitely a good cocktail wine. Yeah, yeah. This, would, this would make a hell of a you know rose 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 sangria or something. Yeah. Well, at least, at least this, at least this next one looks like it's supposed to be that color. <laughs> well, that Sorry is so here. fucking weird tasting. That's so weird tasting. It's very hard to do this without dribbling. Yeah, it's all good. That's why I put <laughs> I the table. I know how to pour wine. It's, it's not like there's fancy equipment on the table or anything. Don't worry about it. I mean, at least this smells like, you know, below grade rose. Totally drinkable. You know. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Simple. Refreshing. Wine. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm. Like it's supposed to. Yeah. It's refreshing. It has acid. Could maybe use maybe a touch more. Um, Could use a little. It's a little simple. A little simple. And some sauniered rosé. Add some water. I think it's offensive. I think, it's just, I think if you were to go into the metaverse and say rosé, this is what the computer would right, give this you. This is what the AI, the AI version. I mean, it is. It's, um, you know, poolside at a, you know, Vegas. Almost. Yeah, and like a almost. An almost expensive Vegas hotel. Uh, yeah, or like the the best Cisco dealing burger yeah. pub in your town. Like it's totally. like a air quotes gastro pub. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the Cisco truck spends a lot of time. There. Burger with blue cheese with that solid. <laughs> yeah, no. If this was like okay, as a gluten free person, if I went to a burger joint that didn't have, you know, it was beer. Red wine, white wine, or house rosé. I'd ordered the house rosé and yeah. I've been okay with this. Yeah. Little blue cheese. Little blue cheese and bacon. Little blue right. cheese and, you know, some french fries mm. and ranch dressing. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be great. I'd like to point out that none of us have eaten and I'm really hungry now. I know. This is <laughs> <laughs> brutal. Ladies and gentlemen, the last wine. Nope. Oh, oh. teaser. Oh, I have taken zero notes on this half of the test. Yeah, me too. Wow, Wouldn't it be funny if I just served you the same wine two or three times in a row? No, you definitely, you definitely did not. Yeah. But you forgot to pour that one for me, though. That's it. Maya, have you ever been at a tasting where people have done yours. that blind, right. where you pour the same wine for people, and it's so interesting to get different takes on the same wine? We've done it. Uh, we used to, there was a group of about 18 of us that would taste through thousands of samples in a year, and the woman who put the tastings together often would put multiples either in the same flight or different flights because we would taste like probably 500 wines in a day. It would not surprise me if you guys get doubled up on it. And we would always, every single person would pretty much always have something different to say about it because you've tasted another 100 wines or 20 wines. Your palate's completely changed. Yeah. Yeah. And everything everything in your mouth before is changing what you're going forward to. You're hungry. You're not hungry. That's a little trick at tasting rooms too is your setup wines. You have the wines you want to sell and then you have the wines that you pour before them 
that make them taste better too. Shh, 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 Nobody would ever do that. I used to work for a family that's now owned by a large corporation that would do that all the time. <laughs> I think we all worked for that family at one point. First of all, this is too cold. Yeah. Oh my God. And it's got some weird, weird watermelon rind. Yeah, like almost with sweet vanilla and yeah. oh no, James is looking like we're like, screwed. A little that. like a little. It's got a creamy. It's not what finish. any of you think it is. It's got what, what do we think it is? Finish, yeah. Like which just doesn't fit with everything else. Yeah, it's very. This it. is very incongruent and a little like. Is there a reason it's colder than everything else? I have a. Oh, I have a. I know why. I'm assuming this might be half Grenache, half Movedra. And <laughs> opened three days ago. <laughs> that would explain some of it. Yeah. Mm. Ooh, plot twist in actual court. Stand by. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're, we're full of fun, our dumb fuckings again. <laughs> yeah, we're. Oh, it's my cans, turn. Uh, random question How many cans are in a flat of cans? 24. Damn it, my math is all wrong. Oh, this is Wait, in a oh, case okay. of cans or a, a flat of cans? A flat. Okay. A case. Uh, all right. Is that considered a case? The can? I I, no, you can just call it flat. Yeah. I think they're just yeah. flats. Here it is, everybody. The last one. Woo Ladies and gentlemen, the last one. Drum roll, please. Notes of brown paper bag. It's not touching the bag, is it? <laughs> oh, like I'm getting sad 40. Oh, the Beastie Boys. Okay. I did try to find my keys line. Since this has been the most fun tasting I've been at in a long time. <laughs> it's the it's the <laughs> expectation level. Right. Right? But also they're not the type of wines that we all drink on a regular basis, so it's right. Speak for different. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> that some of us drink on I a mean, regular basis. I mean, I just find if you, like, as far as smoothies go, like some bong water and some Cali Red, pretty good. <laughs> Death row all day long. <laughs> but that's weird, Maya, that some people do drink wines like this a lot. And I think, it, I guess because we live here, we We're don't Mecca, have to... Man deal with right. that but, but um, also when we're buying cheap wine we're buying cheap wine from france, france or italy, Spain. italy or yeah. argentina you guys buy wine to yeah <laughs> with with a diagnosable illness rate of wine right, this wine's already my favorite and i haven't even tasted it <laughs> brian showing that he has figured out my system <laughs> i just it smells good I think that's a Chardonnay that Martha Stewart would facetiously promote. <laughs> Tastes better than the Jankum she had in jail, am I right? <laughs> oh, boy. 
I mean, just you know, it's nice well, to know that unless she was making it, it might have been really good if she was making. It. <laughs> right. You think her to poop be is honest. better than other people's poop? With her attention to detail and yeah. <laughs> have you met her? It, it, uh, <laughs> I now go back to the wine too before this to look like blood and urine. It, um, you know, uh, I'm happy that white collar crime is among the 19 crimes that is listed. You know, insider trading. How is her wine not called? white collar chardonnay that would be amazing in, insider you know insider trading yeah. insider trading. i mean right. maybe you ought to just run with that and not associate her name just any other white collar criminal right. might get behind name. it it's not martha martha's got way more panache than i do all right do we want to rank these Future sommelier at 7-Eleven, Brian Casey. <laughs> I love that. It's not, this it isn't, it's not, it's not, a it's not terrible. Yeah. It is exponentially better than their reds. No, and, I mean, and yes, this one is the Martha 19 grams. This is the Martha 19 grams? Yeah. I think I was not expecting it to taste good and it's actually. It is exponentially better than yeah. I thought it would be. Yeah, no, this was, you know. It's the highlight of the set. It's the highlight? All right, so number yeah. one is Martha. What's number yeah. two? C. The second, is that the second rosé? Yeah. yeah, the second rosé. Yeah. I'm going for the Cloudy Bay Sauvignon Blanc. So that's your number two. Number, yeah. That was my number two. Okay, so we have a tie for number two between wine C Ooh. and wine A. And number three? I would, if we're, let's make it ranked choice, because I think... A would be my third. I have D and B both with the same score as my third wine. Yeah. Which one? D and, D B. and B. First and so third. So we, should we call it a tie for last place? Sure. Well, what do these guys have down? Yeah. I have the same as you yeah. do. For... Yeah. My least there. favorite was the... Is that the first rosé that was like that weird color? And that was definitely... Be no. the Costco Riesling one? Yeah. Okay, so we'll make that four. Or five. 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 Okay. So, number five, B. Wait, what? Yeah, B. You didn't, B. Nobody liked B. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Cali Rosé. That was B? Yeah. Okay. That wine that looks like it's a, it's a weird Odd color. flavors, and it seemed like Odd it almost had like a little Riesling blended into it or something. Yeah. Okay, so number four. Four is number four. What? Or no, we well we're tied we're for backwards. yeah yeah from the so number up. three I, I guess tied for third is D and B, right? No, no. I'm drunk. What's happening? I'm not really D and, drunk. D and C, the only D one that's C. been drinking D the wine. D is next. D is next. Bring the D. Four day old. Rosé Agale. Rosé Agale. Right. 2021. Okay. Don't leave it in your fridge for three days. Drink it. Hey, I had that done as my second place behind Martha. Okay, so next would uh, be no, I didn't. C. Oh, I didn't. That's also why it was ice <laughs> yeah. freaking cold. Yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. 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 C, so this is the... This is... Shot through the heart. You're to blame. Bon Jovi's rosé. This was C. That's what, Hampton, Hampton water. water? That was my least favorite. Yeah. 
That was the one that was the like, if it showed up at poolside at a hotel, you'd be like, all right, that's yeah. fine. <clears throat> Generic rosé. Generic rosé. Yeah. yeah. Is it? It's Provence, right? Don't they? They have it made in Provence, and um, yeah, and which is weird. Like, why would it lack acid? Okay, so number two coming in. Uh, I like this. Is the quote from Brian? Wait, which one? Wine number one. My wine uh, number A. 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 Wine A. We're gonna have to. Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc by Sarah Jessica Parker. Hell, uh, good job, points, girl. 92 from Wine Spectator. Hell yeah. Where is it from? Well, Barbara. And, and is this a quote-unquote healthy wine also? Probably. Uh, it's the most exciting wine collaboration ever. Collaboration between her and someone else. That's right. Where's the <laughs> sex in the... I'm trying to find the... Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> A <laughs> little bit of grapefruit skin. <laughs> All right. Number one. I'd like to say that this wine, her, we're going back to Sarah Jessica Parker's wine really quickly, is actually about 17 times better than the Sex and the City reboot, which is god awful. <laughs> Uh, and number one, 19 Crimes, Martha's Chard. And we don't mean the green leafy vegetable from her garden. And where's the, does it say fruit or does it just say California? It does uh, not taste like chard. Well, it's funny because it says California, but the way that they like put a blue white outline across it makes it so it doesn't actually say California. <laughs> What's it say on the back, which, which is the actual legal label? It says California Chardonnay. Rented and bottled by 19 Crimes, Sonoma, California. Uh, right down here on 8th Street. Yeah. It's Treasury, right? Yeah, it's and the bottling. Do we not know anyone that, it's the that actually puts bottling plant. these wines into bottle? I mean, we probably I don't think do. I you know anyone who wants to admit to it, but so, you might see them drive by in their Rolls Royce. I looked up their um, board of directors and their whole um, their VP and their CEO and everything, and I don't recognize one single person um so that, that works for them. that bottling plant down there the right that's yeah, the old, that's, it was old yeah. and before that it was glen ellen yep it was the original glen ellen uh, winery bottling they, we bought i mean yeah. Diageo bought right yes Diageo shout out it. mark burningham who like built that whole thing interesting yeah. yeah we always knew that it either had to be at the old ravenswood or at treasury right it was the only two places we thought of that you could do wines of this um, volume at, in Sonoma Valley in in this area. Yeah. At one time, it yeah. was a super state of the art kind of. Um, they have multiple bottling lines. Really cool facility. It's. I don't know if Treasury has put anything into, put it, into it, keeping it or it up. not. Huh. Yeah, you know, if this showed up at a it, of the gimmicky wines of this lineup from top to bottom, it might be my my. Yeah. Star of the day. Martha, shout out. You know. I, I'd, I'd act of, surprised, but I feel like Martha knew that. My dad once had went through a period for like two months where he dreamed that Martha Stewart was his wife every night. <laughs> um, if anybody here has met my dad, yeah, Martha Stewart <laughs> showing up awkward. at the top of Is your dad Road. Snoop Dogg? <laughs> no. <laughs> He's closer to Snoop Dogg than he is to Martha Stewart, though. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, you know, in this are like hypothetical how these wines are made. 
celebrity A sits down with a bunch of samples and blends and, you know, decides on which one they like the most, you'd assume that Martha Stewart had sat down and tasted, you know, at least like had some experience with lots of really good white burgundy and Chardonnay and, and, you know, knowing that this had a price point destination and all those things would be somebody, you know, that you'd at least have some trust in their palate. You'd also this, think that this is this where process. like the, maybe the people who make the synthetic DRC are called and they're like, okay, how do we make this a thing using the 72 ingredients we're allowed to use? Of which cream of tartar is apparently one. Cream of tartar is pretty common. I, I don't know that there's that much thought put into it. I think it's a matter of we have these raw yeah. materials that need a home because they are priced at this and, you know, yep. make the best wine you can out of, you know, that fits the program. Um, well, I think it depends on how much Martha has given up because she's a fucking control freak, I would assume, right? From... I mean, I grew up watching Martha Stewart. Check. I mean, she's a control freak when it comes to her house and her show. But with this, is she's just like, they're like, here's $20 million. And she's like, pee in a cup. I don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't know how Chardonnay works. But a lot of the big guys, you know, the people come in, they sit down, they do the tasting. And the innovation teams, they're like, we have 200,000 tons of wine of grapes let's crush it make it make it as clean and simple as we can and then they sit down and like okay we have all these bulk gallons like they're clean they're simple what do we do with them how do we get them out into the market and a lot of it is marketing being like hey let's do cupcake put a cupcake on it add some sugar sell it a little bit of riesling for the florals but then the other times they're like hey let's do a collab with this person who talks a lot about wine really likes wine and puts in front of that person 15, 20 samples. What do you like? What don't you like? I would say three samples, probably. <laughs> I'd like to insert here that both Sam and I are available to be your celebrity spokesperson for your 100,000 case winery. But also, I am. I mean, here's a check for $20 million. Okay, yeah, no, I'll do it. <laughs> I, I mean, the other thing here is that, you know, we, the white elephant, right? Like, we have to make sure that those people that are saying, well, what about, you know, my favorite basketball player or any other athlete that has, you know, a brand where they might be more involved. This is pretty low hanging fruit here. Right. Like the involvement compared. Right. We didn't get a bottle of Chateau Curry or Domaine Curry or. Well, and I think even at that level, I think there's different levels of, you know, involvedness, Um, you know, whether it's Drew, Drew Bledsoe making wine up in Washington or. Um, I mean, you know, I, I think I think it's all kind of but I think you can also look at that and probably the amount of involvement also has to do with the and the quality of the wine has to do with the end price. Right. right. I mean, this is pretty yeah. low hanging fruit. What was so the most expensive bottle? Not the other than thank you for sure. <laughs> uh, the most expensive one out of all of these was the limited edition death row records, which was thirty dollars. That is expensive for what that is. Was that also our least favorite wine on the list? That and um, that was pretty low ranked. It was not good. No, the least the least favorite was the Jose Pastor. Oh, that's right. Which actually may have been more expensive. It might be fifty or sixty bucks, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Martha's nasty. Bart's Bart's revisited the Martha now that it's come to temperature a little bit. His visceral dislike of Martha Stewart is starting to weigh on his palate. That and you know Chardonnay in general. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> Bet Marsha that didn't break any M4s this year. <laughs> You're right, because she had nothing to do with anything That's having true. to do with it. <laughs> Yeah, she's probably got some amphoras in her for like foyer of her house. Yeah, probably. Probably where she stolen antiquities or something. They stolen antiquities full of wine. with stock secrets at the bottom of them. <laughs> I mean, what I do love about this Sarah Jessica Parker wine is that it it is what it is. Like it is Marlboro Sauvignon Blanc. Period. Eight words I never thought I'd hear come out of Bart's mouth. <laughs> what I love about this Sarah Jess Jessica Parker wine is. <laughs> Wait, can we edit this? <laughs> We're going to call you Mr. Big from now on. Grapefruit. And on that note. <laughs> All right, bring good wine to your holiday parties. Yeah. That's the maybe that's the, the moral of this story is if you can't make eye contact or not smirk when handing it over, don't bring it. And I'm sure that there's some children somewhere who want a bottle of uh, Hello Kitty Cabernet. <laughs> the next tasting you guys should do should be finding California wines that are like under twenty bucks that are really good. I have a few. I have a few of those too. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. Wholesale price. <laughs> <laughs> Not wholesale price. Mm -hmm. Off the shelf. And wines that you can find. Okay. California though. Yeah. <clears throat> like Well, actually, I mean So any, by fine, uh, you mean like no, find Yeah, it should be California because wines that you can buy at CVS or 7-Eleven that are good. Well, no, don't California. say CVS cuz I was there the other day shopping for the I got the Martha Stewart there and it's it's bad. It shouldn't um, be a no, no, no but Safeway, like, like no, no, Safeway, like, right? Yeah, Safeway or Rayleigh's or even what's even the wine shop. Costco, yeah, wine to shop. Total Wine, Bevmo. Yes, that is. When you guys know the during the um, pandemic, um, a lot of our friends who are um, wine reps ended up um, stocking shelves in Safeway, and I think the number one wine um, for like a year and a half was Bogle Chardonnay. Like eight ninety nine, tasted clean, delicious. Um, yeah. So wines like that, I think would probably. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll, we'll do that as a January show when everybody's broke after the holidays. Yeah. The dry January show is right. tasting cheap wine that you can buy anywhere. Yeah, perfect. We don't we don't dry you area around here. Yeah, it's not it's not fair though because I had my go to Harmeyer Chenin Blanc at Bottle Barn for thirteen dollars, but. I don't think that's going to make it in if it has to be like a conventional market. Right. We can't use bottle barn pricing for any of this. <laughs> well, I, I mean, no, because you could go retail price on what his website is. Okay. So I Which think that wine under is under 20. Bucks, 20. Right? Yeah. Um, because yeah. that's legit. Yeah. Know? I mean. And then Buckland. I talk about Buckland for red. I mean, Bambino. Shut out substance Cabernet Sauvignon Blanc. Yeah. Or just Cabernet Sauvignon Blanc. Wow. This is what happens when you don't eat Close. breakfast and you taste a bunch of science wine. <laughs> All right. Absorbed. Literally going to mic drop. All right. James Joyner. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. When are you going back out Thank on the, on uh, tour? Tomorrow. Uh, Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. Modest Masses. Are there tickets available for any shows? You want to? Uh, there are no tickets available for any shows, <laughs> I don't think. Awesome. Well, that's a good thing. 
But the, but catch on, them next time on StubHub. It's slightly less, less expensive than Taylor Swift. Yeah, they haven't quite hit <laughs> Taylor Swift levels yet <laughs> that I'm aware of. Maybe. Right. Uh, any other shout outs? You don't want to be shouted out on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Brian, I've, boy, video would have been perfect there. <laughs> yeah. We hope you guys. Do all we had all a great retain our retain our titles as quote unquote wine experts? And are we releasing I'm retaining this? mine. Okay. <laughs> are we releasing this show? Also, I actually guessed one of the wines. I, I don't know. Friday. Friday. Okay. Friday. Perfect. Okay. Just in time for all your holiday party. Unless we all your gag to. gift needs taken uh, care of by the winemakers you podcast. Half bottles of any of these wines. I will bring the staff in afterward and Oh, you know what? For staff depreciation day. <laughs> the um the number one wine in the wine spectator top one hundred is available at half bottles for a very short time at Sonoma's Best. Wait, what was it? Uh, it was a Schrader, what they call uh, it, Double Diamond, okay. Cabernet. Okay. You know, some portion By the of, time this comes out, probably not, right? Yeah. Well, okay. Well, we still had some. I know, we got we tasted three days it the other day. Pretty good. Nice. Uh, Maya Kamas Olds, um, thank you so much. My pleasure. Maya is so cool that they named a mountain range after her. (laughs) (laughs) It was this was better than you expected? Way better than I expected, honestly. Mm. The wines were cleaner than I thought they would be, except for a few exceptions. Right. Yeah, Yeah, there was nothing like particularly flawed. Maybe a couple a couple couple bad ideas. Yeah. (laughs) Flawed conceptually flawed. (laughs) Conceptually flawed, not chemically flawed. And we finally got to open up the winemakers podcast wine, which thank you, Ed. Thanks, Ed. Beautiful wine. For that beautiful bottle. (laughs) It actually probably would have went great with his brisket. (laughs) (laughs) The brisket was good. I'm sure. All right, we'll look forward to talking to you next week. The wine lovers and dog lovers, be sure to tune in. Little tease for you. Are you doing a curry episode? <laughs> we are not. Domain curry. And is is Adam Lee coming as well? No. Okay. No. Okay. So we're going to talk dogs and wine. I think it's a little more than that. It's, you know, I mean, she takes her winemaking pretty seriously. No, I no, I understand. And probably takes dogs seriously, too. Yeah. Well, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, coming from the Fairmont, where <clears throat> basically it's a dog hotel that caters to humans, um, I understand completely. All right, talk to you next week. <laughs>